0: Today on the ZabeCast, another bizarre story of social media and sports intersecting in a way that makes you say, what is wrong with people? Mike Francesa invents DraftKings on the air about five years too late and Drew Olson of the Big 920 with a summer barbecue FTG. If you've got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go. (laughs)
1: Here
0: we go. Wednesday, June thirteenth, two 2018. Thank you for downloading, and I apologize for the tardiness, but my God, the Capitals' parade wore me out. Even though it was a really pleasant, beautiful, picture-perfect 76-degree day, early summer day, no humidity in the nation's capital. I mean, perfect. One last bit of puck luck. One last perfect bounce for this championship run by my hockey team to have the kind of weather we had yesterday for a gathering that was just phenomenal. I, I had I never in my wildest dreams imagined that many fans would come out to watch a, a hockey parade. I, I thought actually that if the Caps were to win a Stanley Cup that they should not hold the parade down Constitution Avenue because there wouldn't be enough fans. It would look small. It would look lame. Not only did they come right down Constitution Avenue and it was packed on both sides, but the rally on the mall in front of the stage was packed as pretty much as far as the eye can see. It was the biggest rally ever on the mall? No, not even close. Estimates were not provided either by the Park Service or by the Washington Post because the only thing that estimating crowd sizes for rallies on the downtown mall do is just generate people getting pissy with each other saying, no, it was bigger, no, it wasn't. And then, you know, like with Trump's inauguration, you get aerial photos and people comparing stuff. It's just not worth it. It was a shitload of people all in red celebrating a glorious championship campaign. And the capper and the perfect footnote to end the entire campaign and to end the rally and to be the send-off cry was from our captain, Alex Ovechkin, who began the year by telling reporters we are not going to be suck this year in that adorable and endearing mangled English of his. But he capped the season with a R-rated variant of it at the rally. That is the song that the cats have been singing, uh, even watching this coverage live of the parade and the rally. And okay, so guys, one they second. Be Before the year,
2: I said, not me say, it's uh, it just us saying, we're not going to be fucking sunk this year! <laughs> we're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!
0: That is absolutely brilliant. Good stuff. Great day, and I was very blessed to be a part of it. Now, we have business to take care of in this regard. Many of you have been emailing me, tweeting me, texting me, saying, so, when are you going to update the avatar for this Zabecast? Because, as you know, it's a picture of me, Photoshop picture of me, in my capital's pajamas opening a mythical box, a pizza box, that says, Lifetime Supply of Playoff Disappointment. The Lifetime Supply actually ran out, which is a miracle unto itself. And I was not disappointed this year. In fact, I was joyously and wonderfully satiated, like every Capitals fan was. So what now do I do with this logo? What do I do with this avatar? I think here's my answer. Whoever designs what I deem the winning redesign Of the ZabeCast avatar. Will win a Zabe prize pack. And credit. Full credit for your design prowess. But a Zabe prize pack of stuff that I've got in my basement. And I don't know. I sold off a lot of my soft goods I had stored up. But I'll find you something. I'll get you something nice. Trust me. I'll get you something nice for the winner. And of course the eternal recognition. And the glory of yes. I redesigned the new Stanley Cup. Or avatar. And it may not be necessarily, it could be anything actually. It doesn't have to be this photo. Anything you want to make as the new avatar for the Zabe cast, uh, have at it and send those submissions to me, uh, Zabe at yahoo.com. Uh, or is it, yeah, Zabe at yahoo.com. That's my email. Duh. Hello, wake up. <laughs> Somebody did do a hasty Photoshop that had a Stanley Cup in the box. And they had photoshopped a more enthusiastic smile on my face. Which I didn't realize at first. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I think that picture is somewhere in my Twitter timeline. I'm looking at it going, what's different about this? I know there's the cup here, but what is different? And then I was like, oh, look at the face. Because in the original photo of me, in that picture from my mom on you know Christmas morning... I had an unsure, sort of caught me unaware. It's like, hey, Steven, look up here. Steven, look up here. And I was like, uh. And I wasn't really smiling. I wasn't frowning, but I wasn't smiling. Somebody photoshopped a big old smile on my face, and it's pretty funny. So have at it, and we will have a new logo, new avatar, new album cover, whatever you want to call it, for the ZabeCast. All right, before we get to Drew, uh, one more thing. No, I think that's it, actually. Yeah, that's it. Let's get right to Drew. We got a lot of good stuff with Drew today, and then I have a weirdo story at the end of of the show today um, that combines two of my favorite things that both mystify me and confound me: nature and numbers. So, without further ado, further ado, without further ado, we go further ado with Drew Olson. Hey, everybody! Say hello to Drew Olson of the Big Nine Twenty in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, Zabe, it's good to be back on the ZabeCast. Good, to, Seems like good weeks. to have you back. Good to have you back. We have actually a lot of ground to cover, even though we are heading into the dreaded doldrums of sports. The big ride that is the roller coaster has come to a screeching halt as the hockey playoffs and the NBA playoffs have ended. And so now we are thrust into the summer with what, 70 days until the first meaningful tackle football game?
1: Indeed, you know what? I've I've come around to just embrace these times because this is when a show like mine, where we can talk about the excruciating minutia, this is where we shine. Yes, Everybody indeed. else is saying, "What Packers rookie do you think will have the biggest impact on the team in in October?" By like, the way,
0: <laughs> come on. Yeah, I, you're right. There, there's actually a lot of good fun stuff to be done in the summer uh, because you, you do venture a little bit further afield. And there's always something. There's always a story that you're like, wow, where did this one come from? Have you heard about this story from the Ottawa Senators? I can say
1: unequivocally no.
0: Okay. It's really fucked up. I have no idea. I I don't really think it necessarily affects the team in any way, shape, or form. But it's just, if true, it just shows that people in this Internet age have become the worst human beings we have ever become basically the uh, star player for the Ottawa senators uh, had a child who ended up being stillborn and the girlfriend of a teammate of his created fake Twitter accounts to basically mock the star player for the Ottawa senators on the loss of his child.
1: Oh my God. How did I know that Twitter would be involved in this story?
0: uh because you said yeah. something about
1: the worst of humanity i'm like oh that makes me think of twitter
0: yeah yeah and that's that's basically it it's like what what is wrong with people that they would actually uh do this kind of stuff let me get you uh let me get you the story here of course i should have had it right away zabe but yeah uh and now there's a restraining order that has been filed Uh, In which they try to, uh, they're going to try to make this woman, like, just stop it already, you know?
1: Wow. I see. It's Monica Carrick, the girlfriend of Mike Hoffman.
0: Yes. She was the one that was sending the tweets out uh, under fake and/or burner accounts. And so now the uh, Ottawa senators are in full damage control mode. And given that the two. Hockey players are teammates. Damn it, why can't I find the story here? Driving me fucking crazy. I found it. Uh, got it?
1: I found it, yeah. Uh, CBSnews.com. Wishing my unborn child dead. NHL star's wife says teammates' fiancé harassed couple.
0: And name of the star? From Eric the Carlson. Eric Carlson, that's who
1: it is. Yes, he has filed an order of protection against the fiancé of one of his teammates alleging harassment and cyberbullying. Now, his Melinda Carlson is the wife. Monica Carrick yeah. is the girlfriend of Mike Hoffman, who is a uh, her longtime partner, and he is the senator's forward.
0: I mean, what the fuck? Now, do you think there's more to this?
1: Clearly. There might be um, a love triangle. Carlson kind of also claimed that Carrick uttered that she wished I was dead and that someone should take out my husband's legs to end his career.
0: Nice, huh?
1: They claim she has posted over a thousand negative and derogatory statements about me as a professional.
0: Nice. Wow. People, wow. Lose their, people lose their minds on the internet, and especially on they social do. media. Anti-social media, or rage media, or hate media, or just psycho media is what it is. Anti-social media. Things you would never say to somebody's face. You feel necess- You feel like, oh yeah, I can do this on, uh, on social media. Watch this. Let me hide behind this anonymity and be a totally horrible oh. person.
1: Yeah. I'll act like a bot.
0: So, what do you think this girlfriend? Now that she has been outed, what do you think her line of defense is going to be? Well, On me or the thing
1: is, how how do you if it's a protection claim or something? Again, how do you get caught with this without the power of subpoena and someone going into Instagram, Twitter, or something? I and think like, there's
0: ways. You how can do the government? The
1: dots? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's sort of like Brian Colangelo. You know, uh, it, it's that that writ large, and this is a new. It's a new avenue for sports, but I'll tell you this, having been around pro sports teams and stuff, and as a beat hack, you kinda, you're kind of you on the fringes of it, but you can see that the wives dynamic, the WAGs, the wives and girlfriend wives dynamic, and yes. is an important factor in locker room clubhouse chemistry, no Either question. be
0: positive or negative, right?
1: Yes, it can be positive, it can be negative, there's no doubt, and there is a... It it can be clickish. It can be. It's not unlike uh, high school. The high school cafeteria. You know. It's it's it can be um, it can be a drain. It can be it it can cause problems that whether or not they have a huge impact on the quarter on the field, I'm not sure. But they it can be a drain and a concern. And there are I've seen guys traded where the GM will say, "Thank God we got rid of him and his wife," you know, or "Oh God, his old lady was such a rag that oh Jesus." Right. Yeah, and and the there are some people, and it, it's uh, it's a lot like any other workplace. But there are some people who are bitter, and like the young, the rookies, wives, and girlfriends can be taken under their wing sometimes in a good way, and sometimes in a uh, learn how to bitch and moan about everything
0: way. And the wives, they, if they don't know everything, they know a lot a of lot. almost everything. Yes, right. Yes, that they 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 are in on the loop, and they share and they gossip, and they're. A and and that's why it, you know if you are a dude on a team, you got to control your woman. You got to make sure she oh. stays on the reservation and, and and doesn't talk and doesn't go out because Calangelo's wife cost her husband a seven fig seven seven figure
1: yeah, yeah oh
0: yeah seven figure dream job a career as the G- a career exactly, but all because of this little thing on your phone known as social media and Twitter, thinking, oh, I can be anonymous. Yeah, this would be cool. Yeah. Oh, I'll I, do this. And then
1: you actually believe, though, that he was not aware of you know, what was going on. I
0: think he might have. Been. I don't believe that. I think he might have been aware or, you know. Don't you think he knew goddamn well what was going on? Don't you think he yeah. saw what was being tweeted? Oh, I, Don't you I, think he full well knew that it was his Yeah, absolutely. He probably thought, I have two fallbacks here. One fallback is these are anonymous accounts. Who's going to find out who's behind? Yeah, that and then the other on. one was it wasn't
1: me. It was my wife.
0: That, there you go. Exactly. And then the well, two fallbacks fell, uh, and now he's
1: out of a job. I'll tell you this, Abe, in the It didn't even take social media for this to have an impact in this last generation or maybe even, a, I guess, a generation ago because when players started making all kinds of money – and wives decided that they could go on road trips whenever they wanted, and wives when did they and, and that? wives began to avail themselves. It was probably, I mean, it's, it's changed, but in, 80s? I was going to say probably uh, mid mid nineties ish, Oh, you
0: know? mid nineties, okay. yeah, mid mid nineties probably because didn't Wade Boggs have a girl in every city. A lot basically? of guys did,
1: and that's the thing. And. <laughs> That, well, that, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, where if one oh, woman, God. if one wife finds out that her husband, and I've heard of an episode of this with a team that I did not cover, but a friend of mine told me the story, and I totally believe it, that a, um, uh, a a very marquee player was caught by his wife uh, cheating, stepping out, and what happened was she basically went to all the other wives and said, they're all fucking around on all of you. And then it was like a total crackdown. So she like blew the whistle on everybody else. And then what happened was wives of guys who were like not secure in their marriage and stuff started to go on almost every road trip. And what would they see coming back from dinner? would be player X with um, right. a woman, not his wife. And and that became like, get your hag off the trip. And it became, you know, what are you doing? You're killing, you're, you're cramping our style on the road. And so Tears clubs, the
0: team apart from the inside. Yeah,
1: clubs have always had like family trips that were designated like, hey, we're going to this trip. We're going to be in South uh, Southern California. We're going to Disneyland, the happiest place on family trip. This is a family trip. Is you, is a family can trip. you can bring and, your wives and kids, right, yes. And right. then they did that once a season and the rest of the time. Now- Almost every trip can be a family trip because wives come on a lot of the trips because they have the disposable income and the, the nannies and they, they what can make a that happen.
0: Guy, what if you're a young guy who's not married, not with a steady girlfriend, and you just want to sample the buffet that is Major League Pussy, Well, and city by city? That's by the city. thing.
1: It's it's not, from what I can tell, and I'm not in the day-to-day, I'm not in the trenches like I used to be, but it's more on the down-low in this era of tinder and stuff there are a lot of guys who literally i mean the the whole thing about them playing Fortnite and stuff and it's that's not really wrong because guys are afraid to go out like they once were because of social media because everybody's got a camera and they're gonna get caught somewhere and
0: social media there's actually three levels now of danger it's like uh three levels of flack anti-aircraft and heat-seeking missiles that could take a guy out of the sky, whereas once upon a time, none of this existed. The first level is just basic social media, which is, oh, I got you on video snogging some skank outside a restaurant, and it's going to go viral and be, like, embarrassing. Right? The second level is, hey, this chick is going to get pregnant, and then you're going to have a little uh, junior on the payroll for 18 years, which is going to suck. Yeah. The third level is the sexual assault level. Oh, yeah. And that's the anti-aircraft, that is the heat-seeking missile, the air-to-air AMRAM that could take your plane, kaboom, clear out of the sky. So guys today, they don't, I can imagine they probably don't even want to leave their rooms. That's why Fortnite is so damn popular. They got their guard
1: up, there's no doubt. And then, you know, I talked to guys who played you know, 20 years ago. And I'm like, hey, does it piss you off that guys are making the money that they do now? And if you just, just, you know, the timing with your career, you know, there's guys that made, you know, 10, 12 million in a long career. And,
0: and what do the veterans say? Uh, nah, because we got drunk and, and banged chicks like That's and what right. they say. They say and the trade off is
1: that we didn't have that fucking everybody with a camera. We got, we had more fun than they're having now. So yeah. I wouldn't trade my period for anything. <laughs> You're also forgetting that the other thing, because I thought of it when Edelman uh, got pinched for PEDs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't, like, after they won the Super Bowl a couple of years back, one of their Super Bowls, didn't some chick take a, a selfie in a hotel bed with him sleeping yeah. behind her and say, yeah. just yeah. fucked Edelman.
0: No lie. Yeah, yeah that Just was... fucked Edelman, no lie. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she was just a known townie skank that had been following yeah. the Patriots for some time, yeah. And he
1: got drunk and fell asleep next to her, and she took the selfie, and it became, you know.
0: Luckily, though, he didn't, He, I guess I think he was single, so he didn't have yeah. I mean, the fallout, I guess, was minimal, other than mild embarrassment. But yeah, yeah. What a, what a bitch she is, huh? You know, it's like way to go, way to way to, way to you know way to break that trust of hey, we want a so, championship, let's have some fun. Okay, great. That's why if you're an athlete, you got to kick them out. You got to do the Jeter thing where you confiscate the cell phones first and foremost. And,
1: yeah, give them a gift bag and send them on their way.
0: Yeah, and right, and you're like we're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh no, can't we? Come? And again no.
1: and again, it goes to the brilliance of the warlock. Charlie Sheen, when he was uh, in the, the, the Heidi Fleiss case and Charlie Sheen, you're a famous movie star. Why are you paying hookers to come to your place? I don't pay them to come over. I pay them to leave, to leave, baby. Exactly That's right. what he said.
0: Right, and, oh, some... well, The other
1: layer of this could is that the now the the wives stuff, the jealousies and the whispering and stuff um, that used to just be in the wives section of the ballpark or in the stadium or in you know, the family lounge, it's now has a platform on social media. Yeah. So they can hear that stuff.
0: I think punishment for this girlfriend that uh, was tweeting that stuff, allegedly, to uh, uh, the star player, Alex, uh, what can I think of his fucking it's name? It's Carlson. Daniel, Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson. I, was th- I always think Daniel Alfredson was the absolute all-time face of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Eric hey. Carlson. She, the girl that was tweeting this shit at Eric Carlson and his wife, as punishment, as court-ordered punishment, should have to be on TV for one hour and to take questions from a line of people as long as that wants to stand in line to just ask her, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> One hour, Drew, yeah. televised. And, and recorded to the internet forever as she's I'm sure in tears, as line after as person after person after person lines up to get to the microphone to go, Yeah, we had a child that was stillborn. What in the fuck would make you think that this is a good thing to tweet at anybody? What what kind of soulless ghoul are you? So well, I don't know. I'm just jealous. Shut up. Stay on this T V show. You got forty eight minutes left. Up.
1: And meanwhile, we'll put up images of loved ones you've lost while people oh. ridicule them.
0: Well, you know. <laughs> Well uh, don't see yeah, your own medicine, Zabe, come it on. It would be, but that would rope in other family members, wouldn't it?
1: I suppose, yeah. The pain yeah, would be.
0: Yeah, I think I think you just need to emotionally. Just destroy say what this the woman. fuck. Of course, this woman then after she gets off this one hour long show would probably go commit suicide. And then everyone would be like, oh, See, yeah. see, you know, more hate does not solve hate. Like you hey, <laughs> confront hate with love.
1: Francesa just invented DraftKings, Zabe just invented the oh. Jerry Springer show.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sally Jesse. <laughs> And why don't we use that as a jumping off point? I know you heard me talk about this on Bob and Brian. I did. I got to run it by you, and I got to get it here on the Zabecast, because for those that didn't hear it, oh, you're going to like it. Mike Francesa, the guy who thought he was going to have all kinds of people just falling over themselves to pay him even more money than he was making to WFAN at some new media venture, finds out it's a cold, cold world out there media-wise, and that east of the Hudson or west of the Hudson Nobody gives a shit about Mike Francesa. In fact, he's viewed as a joke and a fraud by some people outside of New York City. So he comes crawling back to his old job at FAM, like, yeah, what's the big big deal? Claiming it's because he's going to launch a new app, a new app sometime later this year that's going to revolutionize the audio distribution of uh, long-form sports talk radio, whatever, and he ends up being number one, Drew, after just a couple of months back. He was number one for the month this past month in the Target demo, beating his rival Michael K, which is really one of the one of the Frank, most Frank Grimesian moments in sports radio. Where you know, like in The Simpsons, when Frank Grimes, Frank Grimes can't believe Homer Simpson has a job and is incensed that it's like, don't you see this guy's an idiot? I would imagine if you're Michael K, you're looking at you know the listeners in New York going. Do you listen to this guy? He's a moron. Like I know he's your favorite guy from 25 years on air, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, he was number one, and now apparently he is—he is inventing something that's already been invented. DraftKings. <laughs> here's the audio. Here's the audio from uh, the other day on the show. And uh, kudos to uh, uh, the guy who runs the Funhouse account on Twitter. Uh, that would be uh, a guy, I don't know his name. He wants to remain anonymous. So let me get this here. This is what happens, Drew, when you have literally 25 tabs open. Yeah. You, you think, you think. oh, no, I got it right here. I'm good to go. And then you're like, what happened? I had 25 tabs open. I can't find it. Here we go. Right here. Okay. Here's Mike Francesa talking to a caller about legalized gambling, which has now come to America outside Nevada. The states are smart.
2: They will take people who really understand this. Okay, and let them create games that would attract people. And there are games. If I created a game for you...
0: By the way, as if straight gambling, Drew, was not enough to attract sports fans. Yeah. Okay, games. Mike, Mike has ideas. Games, all right? Gambling games that these sports books, if they're smart, and if they were really smart they'd let him in fifteen minutes cook up ten different games are going to start offering.
2: That plays into your football or basketball or baseball expertise and you could for a twenty or fifty dollars in total have a chance to win big money based on how you play it. That will be an exciting play for you, okay? That will be a very exciting play for the average guy, and I think you can create something where the payoffs are not a dollar in a dream like the lottery, where the odds are you got a better chance of getting hit by lightning, but that if you have a skill, there will be a game I could
0: cre- I, I could create ten games. In 15 minutes, if they gave me 15 minutes to do it, and those this games by, have created. This, by the way, from the guy who fell asleep on the air. I don't think he could come up with 10 different games in 15 minutes. I don't think he works at that pace. No, same guy that scrolled through his phone for like a minute, going, uh, "Yeah, hold on a Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Made it
2: properly will be very enticing to the public, and the and the, what's good about them is the bookmakers don't have the same games. They don't have wow. the mechanism. They don't like coupled bets they don't like the chance of you winning a lot with a
0: little they yeah in other words you don't the the bookmakers don't like parlays or coupled bets which is the wrongest the wrongest thing ever Uh, bookmakers will drive you in a limousine to the doorstep of a parlay the bigger the parlay the better they love parlays and they love teasers as well that's that's another game by the way that the bookmakers already have teasers you want to move the line seven points okay great uh, we'll let you do that. But you got to hit three games in which you move the line seven points or whatever the teaser is, two-team teaser, four-team teaser. They already have these games. They have over-unders, Drew. They have yeah. uh, uh, first-half bets, second-half bets. There's already games here. They, they frown on that. They don't want that. They want you to bet dollar
2: for dollar. They really want you to pay 11 for 10 is what they want you to do. So they want that bet.
0: Well, it's not that they want oh. you to bet 11 for 10. You are going to bet eleven for ten because there's not a bookie in America that does not charge the vig, of course, or that ten percent. They don't
2: want this other bet, and this other bet is where the states, if they're imaginative, will make their money.
0: No, they're gonna, the states are going to make their money just opening the window. Uh, exactly, they, no taking the they rake. Will, they, right, there's no way. That's why the that's why it. the leagues
1: have their 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 palms out saying, "Hey, we need a little integrity fee for the effort." You know,
0: when was the last time you heard bookmaker closes couldn't? Earn a dime. Oh. Yeah, we tried it. We tried offering betting on sports and other events, and we just couldn't figure out a way to make it work.
1: Should we be surprised conclude- by this, by Francesca's naivete? Is this hold naivete that, hold- or what? Hold that thought.
0: Okay. Hold that thought because we're getting to the good part this now. This is it. A minute 27 in. Here, Here's where it gets really good. create a
2: game in 15 minutes for you. Well, let's say I create a game where... You get to pick five players tonight in the major leagues.
0: Ooh, hold the phone, Drew. Oh, man. I pick five players? Wait, I'm all ears, Mike.
2: All right. And if your five players Uh based on numeric totals.
0: Mm, Numeric totals. Mm. Where would I find those? In the back of a newspaper, maybe? Have
2: better offensive numbers for the night.
0: Oh, I'm so intrigued
2: right now. Do tell (laughs) more. Than any other five players. You win. $50,000.
0: Oh, my God. It's like he invented draft. He just did. Brilliant. Brilliant. Genius. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) He says this with total earnesty. Like, you know. Brilliant. 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 It's like he must not get around very much. Hold on. And the
2: fee is $10 to get in. People will buy that. They'll play it like crazy.
0: (laughs) Ah, but you see, here's the thing, Mike. This is what DraftKings and FanDuel found out. It's really hard to beat the Sharks. It's really hard to beat the nerds with the computer algorithms and the 200 accounts that flood every contest with a highly vetted statistical combination of players. You're the casual fan going, I like Stanton tonight, I like Harper tonight, I like Trout tonight. How can that team lose? They will play it all night. And you can create different ones. You can create ones that pay
2: ten thousand. That pay. Yeah, they already do this. Five thousand. dollars they already do that. But if you give the average guy a chance to win five thousand for his for his ten bucks, it's going to do it.
0: Yeah. In fact, that is exactly what drew the attention and the ire of regulators with DraftKings and FanDuel is that they overhyped the hey an average dude an average dude bro with a backwards baseball cap could become a millionaire, and that's what they promoted in all of their copy, all their advertising. Drew, you took their dollars. I took their dollars. You read their scripts. I read their scripts, and that was their big push for the first couple of years, like 2015, 2016. And then the Fed started coming in going, wait a minute. What are the real chances of actually winning a million dollars, and are you mischaracterizing what it takes as an average fan bumbling in the door with a casual knowledge of baseball or football or basketball. And so then they shifted away from that message. I was in those conference calls with the uh, advertising client. You were in those conference calls with the advertising client. They're like, yeah, we're kind of playing down the whole millionaire aspect. We're not doing the the opening day millionaire contest. Because the Sharks and the Sharps figured out a way – to beat everyone's face.
1: weren't you always skeptical though that they could just get say they get ten thousand people in this uh, league for you know for a hundred thousand dollars yeah right yeah. And then,
0: oh, you know, sorry, you didn't win. Um, somebody else did. Some, somebody yeah. who
1: doesn't exist.
0: Beanball9267 was the winner. Was
1: the winner. And it, that right. account yes. that we created that doesn't exist, but we had it. An algorithm, and we just punched his picks in after the games. And, oh, he won. You came and said, good good job. Good try. Or you didn't, you finished out of the money. Here's the guys who won the money. Fake accounts we created. I thought that would be it was this was rife for that like they could I, never pay out it's a slot I machine was, that would never pay out
0: i was always skeptical of that there's no question about it even if they claim transparency and they said well here's everyone's lineup beforehand and you can go back and we have proof of it that this lineup from beanball uh, 26791 was in there before but then we,
1: yeah weren't some interns caught like putting in lineups like at the last possible second because they based on the algorithm of everybody who everybody else picked
0: Well, that's the thing. That
1: was it. It was massaged. Some
0: of the insiders knew where where the herd was going in a particular night. Yeah. And so they made a counterintuitive bet going, well, if for some reason tonight Max Scherzer takes a shit and pitches poorly, uh, then it's going to be very beneficial to not be on Scherzer because pretty much the entire pool is on him and a bunch of other guys. And so, yes, there was insider stuff going on. Uh, they had an ability through computer scripts to file you know fire in lineups at the last second en masse, almost like a machine gun. Bup, 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 bup. Yeah. And the average person clicking, clicking, refresh, set lineup, click, 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 couldn't possibly do it that fast. So then they started to ban the use of scripts to change a mass amount of lineups. Then they started to Filter out the so-called pros. Then they started to create kiddie pools of, of players that may have a low total of entries. That was one thing they could see. They're like, well, this guy's only played a couple of games, and he hadn't won but one of them. So he looks like a newbie. Let's let him into this kiddie pool game. But then the Sharks were going, okay, I'll create another account. That looks like a noob. Yep. That's played a bunch of low stakes games. That's only won once, and I'll get into these pools and I'll clean up there. Yep. So Francesa is like, oh, this is great. Watch so this. He's not. A- he's not totally. Here's the thing. He's not totally wrong. And and here's Uh-oh. something that my friend Charge told me right here on this very ZabeCast. I said to Charge, whose bread and butter is fantasy sports. has made his living as one of the biggest players in fantasy sports, the head of the Fantasy Sports Trade Association, the FSTA. I said, "Charge this legalized gambling is bad, right? It's bad for you guys. And he said with with no stiff upper lip, with a genuine enthusiasm in in his voice, no, no, this is great for us. And I said, how? Why? Explain. Here's his explanation. So like Francesa was saying, okay, pick five guys. And then if you put a small amount in, you win a large amount. Basically fantasy, basically FanDuel. What Charge said is that the books in various states will now offer pseudo-fantasy games where they say pick five players, any five players. And if those five players total more than 200 points, you automatically win money. Maybe you win 60 bucks off a $5 entry. So in other words, Drew, you're not playing against
1: anybody. ah, you're playing against the game.
0: You're you're playing against a, a line drawn on an outfield wall, and the ah. bookmakers say, "Hit the ball over the line, we'll pay you." It doesn't matter how many other people have. There you in. go. And so that is an actual hybrid of gambling and fantasy.
1: That's and, uh, and
0: yeah. there was a bunch of other you know variations and another twist that Charge said is in on it. Also, Charge's point was well. Fantasy is not going away. People still like to play fantasy. They've got friends that gather for it. There is a level of strategy. You're following the players and who you're going to trade and who you're going to drop. So gambling itself is not going to make it go away because there's been gambling, illegal gambling, all alongside fantasy for these many years that hadn't killed it yet. But there will be another layer to it that he says will help the industry. Maybe there's a little wishful thinking there, Drew. I'll Perhaps.
1: I can see it, though. All right, now so back to,
0: Now back to Francesco. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Francesco. Well, first of all, you were, were going to make your point, so go ahead is this, and tell
1: me. The naivete, like, he's been around, and it's in the ether, and yes, he's your grandpa and stuff, but I'm wondering, is there some brilliance in that he came up with this, or has he had all the, the DraftKings ads that he heard pounded through in his subconscious, and he just wasn't paying attention? This is a guy <laughs> who, all right, the most dominant force in our industry, Zabe, for years has been what? Twitter. He got on Twitter last month.
0: Exactly, and, and, and started, he, he's tweeting bragging. stuff. He started bragging. I'm only I'm only using twenty percent of this right now. Watch what I you know yes. learn and use the other eighty percent.
1: And he's he's tweeted. I just looked it up. 170 tweets. He's got 79 thousand followers, and he hasn't he hasn't he doesn't follow anybody. So he's not really using Twitter right. Wait a minute. He doesn't follow anyone. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't list anybody that he follows. He doesn't follow anybody. Why would he? He's Mike Francesa. that Everybody he follows has zero. him.
0: Zero. Follow. He, he, he's he's following, following nobody.
1: There's no. Yeah, it says 170 tweets, 79.4k followers. Doesn't show that what he's does it following say anybody. Following? Is it possible? It's that just, he's... It's empty. It just doesn't it, show anything. I don't see. I maybe mean, he's.
0: Maybe he has hit his hit is following. That uh, might be possible. Could be.
1: It might be. I don't think. Is it? Can Can you do that?
0: There's There's some. There are some. Some accounts. Well, then they, I want to
1: see if somebody's got to hack that because if he's following, like you know. Big titted Asian women, or something like that. Oh yeah, that would be... yeah. yeah.
0: No, well, they like there's some there's some accounts oh, privacy in, settings. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just saying that there's some accounts in Let sports. Me take a look. There's some accounts in sports. There's some sports personalities that are a bit polarizing, both on the left and the right. That I f- don't follow. Because I don't want to anybody to see me following them. Because I just don't want to hear the fucking bullshit of, Oh, you follow that guy, huh? Or you follow that girl, huh? It's like, hey, fuck yeah. you. I, you know what? I follow people because I want to see certain things and just make sure it's on my radar. Even if I hate their guts and don't believe in anything they believe in, I still want to see, keep an eye on kind of thing.
1: I hear you. Yeah.
0: Uh, the... The... Uh, the comments, by the way, off this clip posted uh, by my friend at Funhouse at Back After This. You should follow at Back After This for Mike yeah. Francesa Gold, unintentional gold. Of yeah, he's sometimes his. really, really clueless. Uh, the 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 comments and the 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 tweets after this are hilarious. Like this one, uh, his app cannot get here quick enough. By the way, he's pre- predicted they're going to release release this app in August. Uh, others have said, how about I predict never they're going to release this app. Uh, his app can't get here quick enough. I see visions of Knocked Up when Seth Rogen and his friends are inventing the celebrity nude site. Uh, and Mr. then run across <laughs> Mr. <Skinner. laughs> he did that tweet. Francesca
1: tweeted yesterday, the quiet time for the app is almost over. We will be announcing pricing, content, and launch dates very soon. I will do whoa, an app, whoa, whoa, whoa. I will do an app whoa, Q&A here whoa, soon.
0: Whoa, pricing?
1: Yes. Pri-
0: uh, pri- I got to pay? No.
1: That's what he said. We will be Uh, announcing pricing, content, and launch dates very soon. I'll do a Q, an app Q and A here very soon. Uh, That's from him. And by the way, it does say he follows zero people. So Uh, wouldn't that be vintage Francesa to not follow anybody on
0: Twitter? Because he doesn't care what anybody else says. I think some people follow one person uh, to be cheeky, and that one person is sometimes like a spoof account, like at God. Yeah, I follow at God. That's the only guy I follow. That's totally doing Twitter wrong because Twitter really is just it's best as a news aggregating feed. Where where people will then push forward their articles and thoughts and, and, and opinions yeah. and you can just scroll through it. Uh, if you're following nobody, you're really not and, doing Twitter right. And now. you
1: can follow people and then mute them. Like to your point, like oh, you I can mute the shit out of people.
0: Yeah, rather than I block love, them. I'll, yeah, no, because people now take blocking as a badge of honor. Yeah, and they know that they are blocked. The best is when you mute, mute them because then they're doing this all day. Hey, you suck, you asshole. And you're like, I can't hear you. I, yeah, exactly. I, I don't even
1: see you. I've got these championship rings in my ears. I can't
0: hear you. You have been vaporized on Twitter. I love this tweet. Uh, guy says, and you got to imagine the Francesa voice. I uh, say so you take five games. Like, for example, take five guys named Jones. Got to be five guys, same last name. Uh, take him for the night. You five Jones or against my five uh, Smiths. Uh, maybe someone else has five Wilsons. Okay? Guys would eat that up. Five bucks to win 50000 on Joneses or Smiths all day long. Regular guys make that bet all day long. That's my so, game right there.
1: There's a reply to Francesca's tweet about his app and the pricing. And this and? guy, Dan, says, Mike, will there be a feature where someone can record their voice and it comes out sounding like you? Literally can't think of any other reason your app would be good. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we cackle in the wake of his now, oh, I know. Million, his now Fuck. three million dollar a year salary, which used to be a six million dollar a year salary, but he when, overplayed his hand.
1: As a young lad in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, Zeb, when we first got the cable, and I was availed of all the superstations. One got of them was
0: the cable. Yes, one of them was That's
1: WOR so in New York, right? And I would yeah. tune in to see a talk show, the Joe Franklin Show, which. Billy Crystal made fun of on Saturday Night Live and stuff. It was a very local New York-y, old okay. Jewish guy. Yeah. Um, you ask people who remember it, and you Google him up and you'll see, but it was just a the- it's the cheesy like local Merv Griffin, and he was a stud in New York. I'm like, wait, New Yorkers must be weird this guy's this is a terrible show, and he's boring and old and like, but they like it, and it was he was famous, and he was big in New york, and I, that was my first exposure to the culture of wow, you know every the regionalism, you know, yeah, yeah. Every town has their people who are big in their own hometown or their own, you know, little pond.
0: I, I need to look him up on YouTube, Joe Franklin Show. Yes. Okay. Joe Franklin. I, I, I,
1: he was made. For, I swear that there was Billy Crystal did a character on Saturday Night Live that was just a direct rip off of the Joe Franklin Show.
0: Somebody should do a, a, a website or just a single page that has a compilation of weird old talk shows. Oh. Or not. Or not just oh. weird old, but but classic niche talk shows. I'm talking things like, um, oh, who was... Tom, somebody, he would smoke and laugh. Tom Snyder. he was, Tom Snyder. A,
1: he's from my hometown. He's from Is Milwaukee. He? Yeah, yeah. He's,
0: so Tom Snyder's show would be a he good He would sit one. there and
1: smoke and do interviews and interrupt right. people.
0: And just laugh like, uh, uh, uh Yes, uh, yes. Uh, 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 oh, I'm had, telling it's you. He's got a weird sort of annoying laugh.
1: Well, and, watch the Dinah Shore show or the Murph Griffin. Like, Murph Griffin, Kramer did the, the takeoff on the whole Murph Griffin set. Well, and, Murph,
0: all right, Murph, but those are too big, though.
1: Those were big, like, but they were still cheesy and, and awful. Okay. I'm, and, I'm looking
0: for the niche ones like you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Cable uh,
1: access-y kind of.
0: The, well, cults. Cults, cult, yeah. Cult classic shows. Like, uh, remember, uh, who was the, the guy that would get in people's faces? Oh, uh, Morton Downey. Morton Downey. Yeah. <laughs> Not Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey. Morton Downey. The Morton Downey Show, when he would just get in people's faces and and go into a fit of rage and call him a puke, yeah, <laughs> he'd smoke. <laughs> he'd smoke on the show. He, of course, he went out of the line. He claimed that he was beaten up by Nazis, and uh, they shaved a swastika. They painted a swastika in his head after you know, shaving it, and he showed up all beat up. And I think that was a complete hoax. I think
1: Completely. you're right. Yeah. All
0: right, one more real quick on radio, and then we're we're running along here. My timer says at least twenty nine minutes. I started late, though, so I bet we're running more like we're, 40 right we're now. We're at 35. 35 right now. We've got yeah. five minutes. Okay. All right. Should Jim Rome be in the Radio Hall of Fame?
2: Sure. Well,
0: that was quick. Sure. And why is that?
1: Because, well, uh, based on – I don't even know. I, I know of some people in the Radio Hall of Fame, but what's your criteria? He was hugely successful.
0: Well, m- my criteria doesn't matter. You know how they actually induct people?
1: Uh, I don't. Isn't it like – I? I I would say at first blush, you're telling me Radio Hall of Fame. It sounds to me like the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like if you buy a star, you can get in if your company buys your entry into the Hall of Fame. I don't know. What is it?
0: The National Radio Hall of Fame takes the best of the best from all formats, puts them up for nomination. And then they make the hosts lobby to get in by asking their fans to vote. Oh, Fans are given a chance to vote twice. And there's, I guess, some way in which they can prevent rigging of the Internet vote. But you go to RadioVote.com or text 800 to 9600 to support specific nominees. And so what it does is it turns guys like you and me, hosts, into hucksters begging to be put into the Hall of Fame. I think this is completely fucked up. And I'm not saying Jim should or should not be a, a Hall of Famer. I think the way they do it, though, is completely ass-backward.
1: Yeah, um, by that measure. But Jim, Jim, he was selling out stadiums and, mul- I mean, arenas in multiple cities, and he was, you know, I don't know about it, revolutionary, but he was... Um,
0: he was big. Look, the he guy, big. Owns ra- guy owns racehorses. Yeah, like he's big. Like, who cares if he's in the Hall of Fame or not? Yeah. He owns fuck. fucking racehorses.
1: And, and, but that's the thing. And I'll say this, because I spent a lot of time in the newspaper industry, and now you, I've seen newspapers pander for Pulitzers. I've seen the the, the pandering for the awards, and it, it's such a circle jerk. Uh, media awards, I mean, media shouldn't be getting awards and shouldn't be giving each other awards, and you know, save that for the Oscars and the Tonys and all that other shit. That, that but weird. us and, radio, us we're and not, radio, we're
0: not journalists. We are entertainers.
1: We're entertainers, sure, but it's the idea that that's somehow validation. There's a Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. Uh, they, they have annual awards and stuff, and I, I know that the press, press clubs and stuff... And some people win every year and some people don't and some people win in categories like, you know, Jethro Tull winning best heavy metal record. It's like, what the fuck? And it it comes down to, well, who entered and they have to pay to enter and you, you know, multiple entries, you flood the zone. It's just it's manipulation. It's all bullshit. And some people take promos and it's and other people realize it, see it for the circle jerk that it is yeah i I say that as a guy who will never win any awards so i
0: I know i don't really have any broadcasting awards uh that i can think of your
1: award your award comes on the first and the 15th of every month (laughs)
0: yes exactly yeah and and can i afford to send my kids to college that's the award that's the award yeah i was just over at andy poland's house and i saw he's still in the state of unpacking because he moved and one of the things he unpacked in his office was a handful of little you know lucite monument trophies from back in the day at radio stations here there and whatever and I'm sure he's quite proud of them, and, and they're nostalgic items, but I guarantee you right now he'd trade every one of those for a full-time job because he's still yeah. doing part-time stuff at a couple of different places, and that's just the nature of the biz. Well, uh, that's the way the business yeah. goes.
1: I, I have the ultimate awards, abe The one that I keep, um, I did some sideline work on like Brewers and Bucks broadcasts a, a couple of years back for Fox Sports Wisconsin, and, and the pregame show that I was on a bunch of times uh, got nominated for an Emmy. And I, they sent me like a certificate, like this really thing that, you know, Emmy nomination uh, to show that I was nominated for this, uh, that the show I was on said that, it was, you know, it was a, had my name and it said like Brewers Live or Bucks Live on it or something. And they spelled my fucking name wrong. <laughs> the way you spell it, O-L-S-E-N. It's O-N, uh, son. A, the and, way
0: I used to yeah, spell yeah. it.
1: But they spelled my name wrong and it's on this official looking certificate. So, of course, I have that framed. <laughs> the rest Wait, of it is just bullshit. It,
0: it is or is not all son?
1: It it is Olson. It is son. Son. Think son. I'm a a son of Ol. Not S-E-N. All the Norwegians spell it wrong that spell it E-N. I'm an O-N.
0: Okay. How do I... What's my mnemonic then to remember? Olson.
1: Um, I don't know. That I'm the son of Ol.
0: (laughs) That doesn't make any sense.
1: The S-O-N. Just think of the S-O-N as the son. You know what? You're a son of a bitch. There you go. That's it. That's the device. Drew Olson. A good son of a bitch. Yes. Damn it. One of
0: my favorite sons of bitches. (laughs) Uh, Christian Hackenberg has been cut from the Raiders. This I just have to slip this in real quick. What a complete debacle of a pure Jets draft pick. Second-round pick out of Penn State. Every pundit on draft day said, ooh, that's a bit of a reach for Hackenberg. We had him in the fifth round or later. Second round by the Jets. Never plays a single snap despite one of the worst parades of quarterbacks ahead of him that played Oof. for several forgettable seasons. Traded to the Raiders for a conditional, conditional draft pick next year. And that draft pick will not be going east because the Raiders, after three weeks of the off-season program, have cut Christian Hackenberg. How humiliating is that? You didn't even get a chance to go to camp in August to say, well, let me see what I can do with the full roster and full pads. No, no, no. You suck. Get out. Well done. Hackenberg, sorry, buddy. Yeah. Sorry for that. Anything else you want to add before we get to fuck that guy and wrap the show here?
1: Um, I think I'm good. It's vacation season, but I embrace this time of year, Zabe. I try to. Go into it with that mindset. Well, you got parade. Do you get parade fever to talk about for a couple days yet?
0: I talked about the parade and i'm done with the parade because not only are bob and Uh, brian's listeners done with me talking about a hockey team uh, but also my podcast listeners are saying enough of the fucking hockey
1: but the the caps have they'll finally somebody will sober up with the caps now they've it's it's like you can only go so long
0: oh yeah on this bender
1: like they've they've stopped like as ovechkin has he stopped drinking yet is he i don't know he's russian where i mean but yeah where's his blood alcohol level like right now
0: I don't know. He, he's Russian. He could probably still drink for another month. We shall see. Here we go.
2: I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that
0: guy. Who is it in sports or the world in general? Sports
1: or in life. I'm going to take you to the backyard barbecue, Zabe. I'm going to take you to the guy who, when it's 85 degrees out with 80% humidity and you're dripping and you're you're getting ready to have you some barbecue, the guy who tries to get you to try that new chocolate stout that he loves so much, Mr. Ah. Beer Snob Guy, pushing heavy IPAs and, and, and looking down and looking askance at me because I like Miller High Life ice cold on a hot day in the backyard. It's great. You can have your beer, love. You can have your snobbery. But don't have a party and all you have is some heavy IPAs on a hot fucking day when I just want something to wet my whistle. Mr. Beer Snob Guy, fuck that guy.
0: Man, a chocolate stout on a uh, summer I'm barbecue. I'm telling you. That is as bad as... <laughs> As it could possibly <laughs> Even a heavy be.
1: IPA, I can't do when it's hot out and stuff. You know, like the hoppy. Like, oh man, just just give me a. And and yeah. okay, make fun of me, but it's the backyard. It's America. Damn it, have yourself a Miller High Life.
0: Miller High Life, Miller Genuine Draft, uh, Miller Bud Light, Leiser, Bud have, Light. Go domestic. It's okay. Light, yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, this one goes to a particular Hall of Fame voter by the name of Gary Myers of the New York Daily News. I think Daily News. Gary Myers been around. Maybe yeah. he's independent now. Whatever the case, he's a—he's uh, just a squid I I just do not <laughs> like Gary Myers whatsoever. And after T.O. said that he was not going to go to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, Gary Myers said, well, if I had known that, I oh. would not have voted for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Talk about a guy not getting it as to what your job actually is. Your job is to assess... Is this guy worthy? of forever commemoration as one of the greats of the game. That's it. It's not being party planner. It's not being the captain of whose feelings are butt hurt because he's not going to show up. It's just do your goddamn job, for which Gary Myers is not suited. He's ill-equipped. If the Hall of Fame voting committee had any balls whatsoever, any sense of righteousness, they would strip Gary Myers of his vote immediately and banish him from the room. But sadly, I have not read that they have done that yet. So I will say today to one Gary Myers... Fuck that guy. All right. That's so awesome. Felt good for saying that. Yeah, because,
1: well, Peter King's going around saying, they always say, well, a guy could kill somebody on Street, but it doesn't affect how he played on the field, so therefore we'd have to consider him. (laughs) Yes. And then, (laughs) because he won't go to your fucking party, you wouldn't vote for, like, that's insane.
0: Right, exactly. All right, Drew, uh, promote. Promote Uh, and hype myself. Sweet
1: at me. I love it. I won't mute you. At least as far as you know.
0: At Drew, you know? at Drew
1: Wilson MKE. M-K- at Drew Wilson MKE. At Drew Wilson Show. Follow those Twitter accounts. See us on the iHeartRadio app on the Big 920 in Milwaukee, the Big 1070 in Madison.
0: All right, Drew. You're the best, buddy. Thanks. All right, man. All right, we'll end with this. Bees understand zero. Uh, Yes, that's what I said. What
2: the hell did you just say?
0: Uh, I told you. What the hell did you just say? Researchers now believe that bees with their tiny little bee brains can understand a surprisingly complex concept known as zero. This is from the website Quartz, uh, qz.com, qz.com. I don't know what Quartz is, but I might have to check it out. Quartz.com writes the following. It took humans millions of years of evolution and thousands of years of study to turn nothing into something. Ancient civilizations had various number systems, but it wasn't until the 7th century AD that absence gained a presence in the Indian origin numerical scheme we now use today, becoming the mathematical concept of zero. Zero was initially represented by a dot. Well, bees apparently, it seems, are able to grasp this abstraction as well, and it's an increasing and increasingly it appears that other creatures also get the difficult notion of nothingness as well. What's so hard about nothing? Uh, bees should know this flower has zero pollen. I'm moving on. Or uh, this guy with a beer in his hand gives zero fucks about our bee's nest. Therefore, I'm going to sting him. Zero. Don't they know this concept? A new study published in Science by an international research team shows that bees understand that nothing is less than something, a concept once thought incomprehensible to only humans. Or, or comprehensible only to humans and nobody else. With this finding, the bees join an elite group of abstract mathematical thinkers which includes, ready, people, parrots, monkeys. And maybe uh, one or two others who all have been shown to understand the idea of an empty set. Said one research, because bees have a miniature brain that can acquire the ability to understand the concept of zero as part of a number sequence, it gives us important insights into how larger brains process numbers. And how we may have developed the use of zero for technology. For a long time, scientists assumed that, due to its complexity, the concept of numerical quantity of nothing, or zero, was beyond the reach of any animal, much less a tiny bee. Zero is, after all, the strange placeholder between positive and negative numbers. And it's the cornerstone of calculus. Oh, I had no idea. Because I didn't pass calculus. I don't think I even took calculus. My brain is mathematically not much better than bees. I gotta be honest. Even after its introduction in the 7th century, many humans rejected the valueless number. And it wasn't until the 13th century endorsement of Italian mathematician Leonardo Pisano, better known by his nickname Fibonacci, that the Roman Empire accepted the concept. Since then, humans have flattered themselves, thinking that zero is too difficult for anyone else to know. Quote, the number zero is central to contemporary mathematics and to our scientifically and technologically advanced culture, yet it is a difficult number to understand, say the researchers. Children grasp the symbolic number zero long after they start to understand, at around the age of four, that nothing can be a numerical quantity and that the empty set, that is smaller than one. I'm now confused even further. Because I thought zero was an easy concept to get. I right? Like, hey, I've got one chiclet. That's good. I have zero chiclets. That's not good. But I don't have minus one chiclet, which means let's say the next chiclet I acquire, I'm gonna I am owed, I owe it to somebody else. Like, I'm in the hole, one chiclet. I've got to give you or somebody else that little piece of candy or gum that, oh, I want this. No, you're, you're minus one chiclet. Oh, I wish I was just zero chiclet. Then the next one I would get would be all mine to chew. All right, I'll read more of this article later. You can look it up yourself. Bees understand zero, which probably is a harbinger of the bee apocalypse the in which we are attacked by bees and overrun by bees, and that's the end of civilization. Somebody should make a movie about it. Maybe call it, I don't know, the bees. What's that? It's already been done, huh? Oh. Well, then never mind. Fuck you. I thought I had a good idea, like Mike Frances had a good idea with DraftKings about five years late. That'll be a wrap for today. You know the drill. Tell two friends and hit up that Reddit thread about how great this is. Leave a positive review and rating. Download, subscribe at all the major podcast outlets. Thank you for listening. Thank you for enduring a lot, a lot of hockey talk. We're off to the summer, I promise. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time
2: and lay back cause this is summer time